I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from shale, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved by your favor, O Lord. You had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me, O Lord, my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Holy Wisdom, Holy Word. As we are telling our stories this week, or as this message this morning is really about a story, um, we as Christians have the, this Bible as a living story, and we are part of that story. Um, and so I invite us, as part of this living faith, this living story that we are, we are part of as Christians, I invite us with the gospel this morning to stand for the gospel, as well as I would like you to pull out your pew Bibles, and I would like us to read it together as one people, this is, as we proclaim this is our story. So if you will turn, I believe it's on page 30, 39 in the New Testament. And let us read this together. <clears throat> and a large crowd followed him and pressed on in, in on him. Now there was a woman suffering from hemorrhage for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, for she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. This is the word of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. my entire life was changed I was literally resurrected from the dead oh but first let me tell you my story 12 years ago 
I lived in a little village near Capernaum with my husband. And we hadn't been married very long when I was afflicted with this dreadful disorder. You know, the monthly bleeding of women that our Levitical law tells us that, that during that time we are unclean and we must not touch another living thing. Well, it started and it did not stop. At first we thought it wouldn't last long, but it did. Weeks grew into months, grew into years. My, my energy drained away from me and I really thought that there could be nothing worse. Oh, we tried cures. We, we went to doctors who promised that they could fix this and they would, uh, you know, stir up some really strange sorts of things together and make me drink this odd concoction. And while I was drinking it, they would say, arise from your, your flow of blood. <sighs> if only it were that simple. It never worked. We went from doctor to doctor. Every time we heard of a new remedy, you know, we would try it and all to no avail. Our hopes were crushed again and again. Finally, we had spent all of our money. There was absolutely nothing left and the reality dawned. No one could help me. No one at all. But that wasn't the worst of it. The absolute worst is that, as our law tells us, when we are unclean, when I was unclean, I became an outcast from my own family and my friends. I couldn't go worship at the synagogue. I couldn't have any public contact, whatever. My husband, my own husband, couldn't touch me. Oh, the isolation you would not imagine. Have you ever lived in total isolation? No one to talk to, no one who cares? Have you ever known what it was like to not be touched? Just touched. Those were a long 12 years. At first people would come to visit me and then they stopped. Even my husband stopped visiting me in my dark little room. I can't blame him. I, I grew worse and, and worse and, and I finally gave up hope. I thought that nothing more is going to Come of this. I'm, I'm going to be this way forever. Well, you know, our people believe that, that blood is the source of life. And so what was happening to me all those years is that my life, my life was just draining away. I kept dying and dying. I, all of who I am was, was drowning in death. Finally, my precious brother, bless his heart, he dared to come see me. 
And he told me about this man who was traveling around Galilee that was making all of these miraculous things happen. He was, he was healing people. He was, you know, all kinds of infirmities were being healed. And, and, oh, I thought, oh, oh, I've got to see this person. I was just sure that this was my very, very last chance. And he told me that the people were talking about the fact that this man was going to come right through our village. Well, I looked out my little window and I could begin to see the, the crowds that were gathering there. And, and I, I knew it was wrong. I knew that I was forbidden from going out there. But I did. I, as fast as I could, I put my cloak around my dirty old ragged uh, dress and, and I went out into the street. But there were so many people pushing and, and shoving, trying to see this man. And it looked like they were hurrying away. And I was so afraid that they were soon going to be out of sight. So what, what I did was, I, I, I threw caution aside. I, I threw Moses' purity laws aside. And I began to push through the crowd. And I, and I pushed people aside. And I, I had to get up there. I could see, I could see him now in the middle of the crowd. And, and so I pushed and I, I shoved. And finally, with one last desperate lunge, I, I, I touched just the fringe of his robe. I can still feel the coarseness of the fiber as they brushed my fingertips. Oh, I, I knew it was a danger. I knew that, that not only... Here, an unclean woman touching a man in public. And this man, a holy man. I knew that I risked not only his righteous condemnation and the anger of the crowds, but that I could even be stoned to death for this kind of an offense. And yet, I had to. I absolutely had to. And... I can't explain to you exactly what it was, but the moment that I touched, I knew that I had been healed. The blood stopped. I knew it. And I wanted to, to shout and cry and, and, and laugh all at the same time. But I knew I should not disturb this holy man and his friends, so I, I shrank back in the crowd. But there were so many people there that they kept me captive, and I couldn't get away. And And then... And then I heard him speak. And he said, who touched me? Well, his friends really chided him for that because, you know, I mean, there were the crowds pressing in from all sides. Who touched me? Who, could, who would know? I think they were even a little embarrassed by such a silly question. And they wanted to protect him to, because he didn't need distractions when he was on an important mission. And yet... He turned. And in the midst of all of that big crowd, he saw me. And he looked me right in the eye and, oh, oh, I was so frightened. I was shaking. I was shaking. And I fell down before him. I fell down at his feet. And and I told him what I had done. And I even poured out my entire story. I didn't know what would happen next. There was some silence. And, and I was afraid to look up at him. But, but I forced myself to. And I looked up. And do you know 
he was smiling. And in that smile, there was a world of kindness and, and mercy and love. And it was a gentle voice that I heard, and he said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your suffering. <laughs> Did you hear? Did you hear? He called me daughter. Daughter, he gave me, he honored me, he gave me a name, he gave me a relationship. He, he gave me back to the people I could be among them. Now, when I had touched his robe, I, I had been healed physically, but now this was more than physical healing. This got to where I had been dying inside. In that touch, I had been healed, yes, but my life had not been resurrected until I heard those words and I saw those eyes. Well, later, I learned more about this man. I was told that I was the only person that he had ever called daughter all the time that he was with us. But he went around and, and everyone he touched seemed to uh, receive a sense of wonderful wholeness. And he talked about his a kingdom, a kingdom in which the last shall be first and and that enemies shall become friends and the hungry shall be filled with all good things and that diseased, broken bodies would become part of his body, taken, blessed, broken, and shared with a suffering, waiting world. I also learned why he was in such a hurry that day. I, I heard that, that there had been a... Uh, a ruler of the synagogue who had come to him about how his child, his 12-year-old daughter, had become just terribly suddenly ill and he begged for Jesus to, to come to be with him and take care of her. And, and so I knew that any delay in that kind of mission would have been fatal. He knew that. And yet he stopped and he gave me my life back. Well, I understand that the girl did die before he could reach her. But do you know what he did? He actually raised life. He gave her her life back, just as he had done me. He said, arise. Well, you know what I think about that day? I think that he loved both of us back to life. He loved both of us back to life. So every day since then, I have been endlessly grateful. I owe my life to that man, Jesus. And I tell my story often, and, and I find that, that people respond with understanding because in their own ways, they are dying too. And they long to be healed. 
healed of all sorts of things. And whether it's physical or not, the real healing comes to the heart and the soul. It gets to that, just like it did with me. But I have found that I can share that touch with others, and I can assure them of the compassion and the love that I received from Jesus that gives to everyone like that. Together we can love people back to life. (laughs) I will never forget that day. It's just like we sing at the synagogue. You have turned my mourning into jubilant dance. You have taken away my garments of grief and clothed me with joy so that I might praise you and never be silent. O oh Lord my God, I will thank you forever and ever. Amen and hallelujah.